Good evening, world, and welcome to Haunting Season. Tonight, Cody and I will revisit my very first story on this channel. Cody will be hearing it for the first time, and then afterwards, we'll talk about it. This is episode four of this month, The Archive Show. got a little bit of a story. It's a story that you may or may not believe. Usually when things like this happen in the supernatural, people think they blow them out of proportion. I'm not gonna tell you what this is, I, I can't. What I can do is tell you what happened and in the process you'll understand why I'm so compelled to tell stories that involve the supernatural. So right near where I grew up, there was a place called Hilltop and it was like an old age home that burnt down with a bunch of people in it. Of course, as a high schooler, I really wanted to go inside. I wanted to go at night. It's just so much more fun that way. So let me break down who was there. There was a guy named Dan, a bodybuilder type, very tough, very rugged. What would you do if a ghost popped up right in front of you and be like, I'll punch him in the face. Next down the line, there was Mike. What he wanted to do with his life is become a cop, but he also had an emotional side. You know, we like acted in some plays together. Then we had Guy. He absolutely wasn't a wuss, but he was a little bit of a terrified kind of guy when you got too far into it. And there was me, who tried to be tough, but was really a wuss. Something you should know about this building is it's got five floors and an attic, and the attic is where the fire started. If you go up to the fifth floor, apparently you can see New York City from there. That was our, our goal of going in here, was not only to kind of freak ourselves out, but to see New York City from like the vantage point. We go up to this place, right? We park like five or six blocks away because technically it's illegal to go into these places. We uh, squeeze through the gate. There's about a human size gap and we start climbing up this huge hill and the snow was like up to our knees and it was ice on top and we crunched through every step of the way. The driveway went up and then like curved around and Hilltop was on top of the hill. We made our way through the basement and there was like this little tiny corridor, like shoulder to shoulder wide. Dan, the big buff guy, he goes like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go down there, I'm gonna go check it out. And we're like, okay, yeah, but we're not going with you. So he goes down this corridor and that makes like a, a right, he like kind of, ah! you know, like, ah! we're like, whoa, 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 what's wrong? And he goes, oh, uh, Josh, don't come in here, because there's a mirror. So if you don't know this about me, I'm terrified of mirrors in the dark. I'm not to the point where I have to hang something over them, but I will not look. And if I do, I it just something inside of me just <gasps> So Dan came back and then we were going through and we get to a stairwell and we made our way up to the lobby. There was a cross cut out of the wall and next to it was spray painted knock three times. And we were all like daring each other to do it. We're like, go knock three times. And I was saying like, oh yeah, I bet Dan, if you knock three times, like an arm would come through and just rip you through the wall and we'd never see you again. He goes, yeah, I'm not afraid. He reached up. And that was the moment when we started to hear things. And all of a sudden we can hear the snow melting into the inside of the building, dripping, dripping. And all of a sudden we can hear creaks all around us. The building 
literally coming alive. So the next thing we did was we walked up to this door. We go through that door and it closes behind us and it's even darker there. Everyone decides to go in this room on the right. Dan goes in first and he goes, yo, 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 Josh, mirror. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll stay outside. So I'm standing here and the light's flooding out just around the floor and I'm, I'm standing there. I'm trying not to look at anything because I don't want to freak myself out and I don't want to see anything that's not there. I'm kind of looking at my feet and I'm watching the light dance. And all of a sudden I'm watching the light dance on someone else's feet. And all of a sudden the light started coming up a little bit and it looked like a body sort of curled up in the corner. And I was trying to force myself to speak. And I couldn't. Finally came out, Dan, Dan. And he goes, yeah, with the flashlight and shines it right out at me, right as the heel of whoever this was goes around the rest of the zigzag. And he goes, what the he goes running towards it. We're like, Dan, no! And he runs around the corner. So we run around the corner and we stop. And there's a bat going up and down the hallway. And every time it gets a little bit closer and goes all the way back down and then a little bit closer. And all of a sudden it just over our heads and we turn around and there's nothing there. So guy starts going, dude, we gotta get out of here. And Mike starts going, yeah, yeah, I know buddy, but uh, we gotta, we gotta see New York City. And Dan's like, yeah, screw you guys. I'm going all the way to the top, whether you wanna go or not. None of us wanted to go anywhere without Dan. So we start making our way up the stairwell. Staircase, landing, staircase, landing. So we make it up to the second floor and the door was open. So we all leaned around the corner and looked and just endless hallway. Doors on both sides. Do, 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 do. All the way down every couple of feet. And we all lean back. All lean around the other side and endless hallway, just do, 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 doors as far as you can see. And the noises, you know, all the time getting louder, the dripping. I don't think it was actually getting louder. I think we were just becoming more and more aware of it. Finally, we're on the fifth floor. We look down this way, do, 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 endless hallway, doors on either side. We look this way, do, 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 and we go just to the first door. We just want to see the city. So Dan goes to push the door open and it goes and stops. And he goes, what the fuck? and he kicks the door and it doesn't go anywhere. It's just <laughs> He starts freaking out, punching the door. And we're like, Dan, Dan, calm down. He's making all this noise. And we're like, Dan, Dan, stop. And he finally kicks the door open and the bed had been put against it from the other side. And all of a sudden we hear laughter at the end of the hallway. <laughs> just like that, it's echoing. And it sounds all the way at the end of the hallway, but it also sounds right here at the same time. And it also sounds like it's echoing all around us at the same time. And Guy goes, screw you guys, I'm running. And we're like, no. So we run after him because we don't want anything to happen to him. So we're running down the stairs and there's the footsteps and the dripping as we're pounding down these stairs trying to get to the basement. And meanwhile, the laughter is right behind us. It's like right here, but it's also echoing everywhere at once. And it's also really far away all at once. <laughs> <laughs> and we ran, and we ran down and down and down and down through the lobby, down the stairs, out into the snow, crunch, crunch, crunch. And when we finally clear the fence, we turn around and Guy has his flashlight up at the window, frozen. And we all very clearly see a woman in a white dress. And he goes, are you seeing this? We're like, yes, Guy, we gotta get the hell out of here. So we're all running through the snow, crunch, crunch. 
crunch. Our jeans from the knee down are just soaked. Our shins are getting all cut up from the ice. And we finally get to the curve and we look back and guys standing about 10 feet away and behind him is like a seven foot shadow. Just kind of hunched over and just kind of hovering a little bit over the snow. Clear as day in a clearing with nothing but snow as a backdrop. And all of a sudden, it moves. It just starts. The guy turns around and he sees it and just starts running and he runs past us. And we all start running. We all run past him. I look back and Guy is face down in the snow and he just yells out, don't leave me. And I ran back and I grabbed his hand and I got him up and I looked up and I swear I saw it jumping tree to tree to tree, just teasing us as we left. We got through the gate and just ran to our car. And I never went back. And to this day, I don't know if it was someone messing with us. I don't know if it was a real supernatural experience. I just don't know. And it was that experience that makes me so excited to bring to you the best stories I could possibly think of with the goal of always trying to match that experience, that level of fear, that level of questioning, and that level of awesomeness. That was a good story. It kind of holds up. It was my first one, so it's a little like... It holds up really well, and like the sounds. Uh, I know you, you talked about how you have to listen to this stuff in the dark, and this this is like, I started it, you know, I guess my phones weren't on, so mm-hmm. it was kind of just like playing, and, I, and then I plugged my phones in, and it was a completely different... Yeah? Different, yeah. I mean, it's it like, just like some of the things that I, I'm remembering now were like popping out of the, like walking through the snow... And then the knocks, you know, when you said there's like the silence and it's like very eerie. And then there's the three knocks and then you and then hearing them in the phones. And then all of a sudden the, the, the sounds you're describing where it's like you start to hear the, the, the snow melt and you're hearing it in the in the audio. I probably listened to it like 150 times while I was editing it, you know, agonizing over all of this. Um, cause that's what you tend to do as an editor. But then, you know, I don't think I ever listened to it ever again or ever watched it again. So I assumed that this would be my worst of all the stories. Uh, so now I'm interested to find out which one is the worst of all my stories. Cause I think I did a pretty good job. Yeah. You knocked it out of the park. Very first time, very first pitch, boink, gone. And here we are now with a brand new show based on the old thing. If you were afraid that you thought this was n- not going to hold up, I can't wait to see what are, are the ones where you feel like, oh, I found my rhythm here. I found my voice here. Yeah, and then I'm sure some of them are just garbage. I mean, I, trying to write a story once a week and and then also produce it and film it and edit it and get it out by Friday, you know, like that process was so exhausting um, that I'm sure some of them are just like, where did you come up with this junk? So now I have to ask you, is this, is this like based on a true story? Is this, did oh, yeah. this really actually happen to you? The legend goes, um, I, so we filmed the whole thing, right? That's part of the story is the video camera. I know we went back and we immediately rewatched and we're like, whoa, there was something in the window. Whoa, there was something right there, you know, at the top of the stairs. And it was really like really frightening. And it's funny on the video, we were running and we ran like back to the car, which was like five blocks away in like 15 seconds. Jeez. And so we lost the tape. And then years later, I put this out, still hadn't seen the tape. It was just all just memory. And then my friends, Mike and Guy, 
reached back out to me and they were like, Hey, we want to come visit you. We saw you put up the the story from uh, Hilltop. We want to come visit you. And they came and saw me in the city. It was like five years later or more, maybe. No, it was almost like 10 years, maybe at that point. And, uh, and Mike had found the tape. It was at the bottom of like a basket that their family keeps all their shoes in. And he like found the tape in there and we digitized it. And for a while it was up on haunting season until, <laughs> until guy got a job as a teacher and his kids found it. And, you know, we were teenagers. So it's all just us like cursing and trying to look cool in front of each other and peeing in the woods and stuff. So like, you know, it had to come down, but, but you know, someday we can. Look yeah. At so it. there, it, it, it exists. You have exists. the footage. It's on, it's privatized on YouTube. I probably shouldn't be saying this because then people are going to like beg me to put it out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I want to see this. Maybe we can cut like little bits and pieces in as a teaser or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's very long. It's you know, we were up there for like ninety minutes. We filmed the whole thing. So and, and the, you can see the woman, the lady it's up all, in the window. So it's handy cam from the early two thousands. So you know, it's like very low quality, and it was, uh, I think it was infrared. So it's like early infrared, like handy cam on a tape that was at the bottom of a shoe rack for, I mean, it's horrible quality. When you play it back, you can see very clearly that it's like a human head. Wow. But when you go frame by frame, it just whites out the whole screen and then doesn't. Oh, that's amazing. Something, something like that. And then what about like, so long. can you hear like the laughter and all that kind of stuff? Oh no, it's probably just a bunch of like. Okay. Because we're all running, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, Joshua, what a story. Yeah. Way to kick off the haunting season. Come on. Oh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. That was super fun. We'll keep doing this the fourth Friday of every month. And uh, yeah. Haunting season was created by me, Joshua Sterling Bragg. Produced by Greg Holdsman and Jessica Richmond, and executive produced by Matt Gielen, Patrick James Lynch, and Ryan Gielen, and is a joint production of Believe Limited and Matt Gielen. This episode was hosted by me, Cody Dugan. And me, Joshua Sterling Bragg. Also, this story is from back in the day, so I kind of did everything on this story. I wrote it, I recorded it, I... Edited by Colby Crow and select music in this episode, including this final track, was made by North Innsbruck. Links are in the description. If you like our show, please subscribe on your favorite platform. Full episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Now, next week is one of those bizarre fifth weeks you get a few times a year, messes with your paychecks, and makes you say things like, didn't this month last so damn long? And so, in accordance with the pact that Josh and I made, we're going to try a live episode. Yes, next Friday. That's going to be Friday night on Mischief Night, the night before Halloween. We'll do it on YouTube.com slash Haunting Season. Then post it on other places the next day, Halloween Day. So we'll see you there if you dare.